Hello and welcome to this special podcast from Acadia. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Chief Executive Chris Walsh. We're going to talk about Acadia, but we're going to talk in particular about the evolving risk management landscape. So, Chris, great to see you. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, John. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here as well. And and we've got some great ground to cover here. So let me just jump into the, the first question. And it's about Acadia. What has stood out for you this year so far? What makes 2022 so exciting at the moment? So many great things have happened in 2022. You know, we executed on what I believe has been a game-changing acquisition for the company, where we've been able to help clients in so many new ways. We've expanded our team's in all regions, grown 50% as a company. We've uh, expanded our product line at introducing a whole new set of risk services. It's been a phenomenal year. It's hard to pick just one thing that, that would stand out. But if I if I had to pick what, stand out, what stands out to me is how we executed so much and still thrilled our clients. Our client satisfaction rates were at a high, greater than 90% at the end of the year. And to get there, we had to solve major fundamental issues across the marketplace. We had to put together a whole new set of capabilities. Many people felt it was gonna be nearly impossible to deliver a service, to deliver a risk service across the market that could broadly meet the needs of the buy side. And, um, and not only did we deliver it, we thrilled the clients when we did it. Well, congratulations. You must be proud, proud of the team. Team was fantastic. And it's a whole new team. We have a team that we used to be focused on technology and operations. And now we've added this whole ele- uh, this whole area of quantitative risk to the Acadia uh, set of competencies. And watching and integrating the, those, those different disciplines and how well people are working together is just fantastic. Well, let's get into the, the weeds of that enhancement of the the, the, the product suite at Acadia uh, and think a little bit about the evolving risk management landscape. Talk to me about that. I think one, what is the evolving risk management landscape? Because I think we hear the word risk used in so many different contexts in the financial market and beyond the financial market. Um, collateral has always been the big risk mitigator within the uh, the derivatives markets. And it's been the core of our business has been managing collateral across the market through exchanging margin calls, through offering uh, collateral management services, providing reconciliation type services between counterparties. So it's been core and fundamental to to Acadia from an operational workflow standpoint. Um, What's happened with uncleared margin rules is a change in the market and a change in expectation regulators have over clients in the market. Um, Now clients have to be capable of forming their own views and calculating their own views of risk. Uh, in, in embedding that in the processes, the daily margining processes that have always been satisfied with Acadia. Uh, when we took a look at that that market requirement, we spoke to clients more and more about their market requir- requirement. It became very clear that we had to do something, that the market themselves were not ready or did not have the internal capabilities to perform the risk calculations and do the modeling that, uh, that the regulations required. So we... Um, we it took some steps. We've re- created a new set of services, integrated it with the overall platform, so that we can provide a front-to-back risk management solution to the entire market. And it satisfies not only satisfies reg- the regulations themselves; it's delivered so that it can be broadly adopted. Okay, and and see, it has been broadly adopted. Where as of uh, September this coming year, we expect the majority of clients under uncleared margin rules to be using Acadia, not just to to reconcile margin, which we, where we have 
a very significant majority, but to, to actually calculate risk and perform, perform these functions that the market requires. So what makes the best strategy, Chris, to approach the different risk management solutions in the market? Well, I think you first, it, it differs client by client. Okay, for for a buy side client that's coming into phase five, they first have to look at a couple of things. One, um, are they in scope? You know, and do they are there opportunities for them to to remain out of scope and kind of uh, and be subject to the uncleared margin rules at a later point? Um, then, then they have to look at if they are in scope, they have to say, how do I manage my collateral today? Because many firms are using third parties and they've outsourced that function, and they have to they have to work with partners and identify how do they how do they approach this problem, how do they integrate risk into this process. There's a lot of responsibility on the the, the part of the client, isn't it, on those businesses? It is, and it's it, it's a big change in the market because, in effect, the entire derivatives market becomes regulated, and it's a different a different level of responsibility. It's not you can, you can no longer just take your your dealer number, okay, and assume it's correct. It's a different world, isn't it? You you have to come up with your own view. But it's it's a it's a much safer world, which makes it very interesting. Because in a bilateral market where you have both sides coming up with an independent view on the risk of a given portfolio and then reconciling that every day is you know, is, is arguably probably the safest way to operate the market. What would you say then, Chris, are the consequences of not being proactive in this space, of not being proactive when it comes to an integrated risk management approach? I think it ultimately is going to create competitive disadvantage for any market participant not being proactive around risk management. And I'll explain a little bit more on that, John. Um, For a big um, new constraints are in the market, for any dealer in the market, has limitations and constraints that they have to deal with. They have to set aside so much capital in order to in order to conduct business, and that they have to set aside so much collateral in order you have to achieve these minimum collateral levels that are now new to the market. So, a firm that's not efficient and not and not proactive and thereby efficient in this market is really setting aside more you know capital than they need and setting in locking up more of their assets as collateral than they need and. Ultimately, that means they can't provide the capacity, the trading capacity, and fully meet their clients' requirements. So then, but by being by not being proactive, they're actually disadvantaging themselves versus other their competitors that would. And are you seeing firms doing this in this situation? Oh yeah, yes. And we see it on in we see it on both sides. We see firms on the sell side very focused, and a concept that's constantly talked about now is optimization. Another word like risk that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But we'll uh, do a separate podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they, you know, we we're seeing a, a real focus on on optimization. We see a real focus on um, on be, on analytics and focusing on how do I best achieve the, an optimal solution given the constraints that have been introduced to the market. Now, you mentioned a little earlier on uh, about uh, regulation and the the power of regulation, the fact there is so much more of it. Um, How do you see regulatory efforts to help firms better perform risk calculations? It's interesting because you you think about regulation entering the market and you think, oh, no. Red tape. Here comes red tape. But in this case, I think by having well-defined constraints – Every party in the market needs to work around 
it provides the the inputs that clients need to become more efficient. They can optimize to those constraints. They can uh, they can design design and execute their 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 strategies with those constraints in mind that are predefined and understood across the market. And what we've seen is um, that drive innovation in the market. You see more and more quantitative type tools being introduced to the market to help firms optimize their operation around the new constraints that have been introduced to the market. I think he's made, some people call it the reg tech type move in the market. Uh, but there, there are a number of firms in, 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 that, are, that are looking at this as an opportunity. And I think it's really good. And a lot of our clients themselves recognize that the that competitive advantage can be gained. So they themselves are being very proactive in not just adopting these tools, but developing their, some of their own solutions to, uh, to satisfy. And among the firms in scope for UMR, has there been resistance to the idea of linking collateral margining and, and risk management steps? Or or are they largely on board? I think they're either on board or they're outsourcing to someone who is on board. Okay, so I, I wouldn't say that we have a lot of resistance to the market. I would say that firms are, are looking at this, some more proactive than others. Um, however, I think the, those that are are, don't want to build up a whole new set of capabilities or turning to, to, to firms and specialists more so than they had in the past to, uh, to deliver these new requirements to help them optimize how they're operating and to integrate it with the collateral processes. And um, what will derivatives operations look like, Chris, do you think, once all of the UMR phases, um, strange thing, they'll eventually come to an end, but all of those UMR phases are finally in place and working. How's it, how's it going to look at that point? I think it's going to look, you know, when UMR is in, it's going to look incrementally different. Okay. And, and I think the, the, the increments that we're already seeing happening is we're going to have quantitative staff directly involved in the operations process because not only are we going to have to assure that the operations run smoothly we're going to have to run make sure that the calculations and the the views that are established around risk are accurate and differences between parties can be efficiently resolved so that's going to happen it is already happening and you can see it actually on the risk side of the business too the more quantitative functions that have been separated from uh, the operational processes in the past we see a lot of operational people start training being transferred and moved into those departments. So um, so that kind of cross-fertilization of risk in, uh, in operations is happening now, and we're going to see more of it as it's introduced to the market. Um, take, you know, fast forward, uh, you, know, a, you know, a cycle or two beyond the end of phase six, I think we're going to see a significantly different derivatives operations process. And I think in many ways, derivatives operations, as it's formally be seen, would no longer exist. Okay. And it'll be replaced with a different type of function, type of of function that is made up of specialists that are looking at the, the true risk associated with the relationships that they have. You'd have the, the, Operational processes themselves would be largely automated, with a few exceptions, and be move more move more to a exceptions only type process. But the specialists will be really focused on what's really the risk, so and what we have to do about it. You're, you're painting the big picture for the future here for us, Chris. Um, and I guess that's my final question to you now. Uh, crystal ball time. How does Acadia fit into all of this? What's the future for Acadia? 
I think Acadia, we, we've, we're, we, we're in a very strong position because we have a great set of clients that have entrusted us to be in the center of this transformation across the industry. So we're calculating risk for a majority of clients in the market, and we're reconciling risk for virtually all parties in the market, and we're integrating that with collateral. That provide, provides us with so many opportunities. We, we're starting to see offering a set of tools around providing the pre-trade analytics and the margin analytics that clients need to optimize their operation. We're, get, we're expanding and focusing on beyond UMR, but focusing on other regulations such as SACR that have to be considered in the context of UMR in order to optimize across the firm. So we, what Acadia is emerging is, is the central place where, where derivatives, derivatives operations will come together and provide in with a set of tools that helps all firms optimize their operations. I've got to ask you, actually, I did say the last question, but here's the supplementary <laughs> last question. Um, what excites you the most about all of this, Chris? The teams we've built, the people that have come together in the market, clients coming together, together working on these solutions, and, and the teams that we've built to support those client initiatives have been, have been incredible. And when we take a look at the this transformation in the market, we're seeing step by step. We're, we're multiple steps into this, and as it's gone, this this whole this this extended team just seems to grow, grow and grow, um, and we're doing it together. Well, Chris, it's been fascinating listening to your your vision for the future of the of the business of Acadia and of the in- industry more generally. Thank you very much indeed for joining oh, thank us. Thank you, in the John. Studios. I love this. Thank it's you. Great to see you. And thank you very much indeed for watching and listening to this podcast. Um, We'd love to know what you think, so please do get in touch and tell us. And you can find out more about Acadia by going to acadia.inc. But for now, from Chris and myself, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.